0: Hey, we are continuing our series, Fake News, Discerning Truth in a Post-Christian Culture. And obviously, uh, fake news is, uh, those are false news stories, and they spread when a story is shared via social media so often that it appears to be true. And once a story is out there enough, it's hard to tell whether it's fake news or not, and And, um, you know, for example, after the Las Vegas shooting, there were lots of fake news stories that were popping up on social media. But our series on fake news is not a series about contemporary media. Rather, fake news for us is when cultural truth conflicts with God's truth. Again, culture is embedded with truth that conflicts with biblical truth and it has been spread to the point that it is embedded in our culture and it's hard to tell that it really isn't truth. And again, the Bible is countercultural; It's politically incorrect. It's seen as irrelevant in our day and age, but yet it contains the good news that exposes the fake news in our culture. Uh, in week one, we looked at the fake news of we are entitled versus the good news of that we are blessed. In week two, the fake news was follow your heart, where the good news is follow Jesus. In week three last week, the fake news was a right to rage versus the good news of a call to peacemaking. This morning, we're going to be looking at the fake news of the power of celebrity versus the good news of the power of of character. Our scripture reader for this morning is Marvin Barnes. Marvin, if you can please make your way on up to the podium as he does. I'm going to ask you if you're able to please stand and face the center of the room. And uh, we face the center of the room as a reminder to us where scripture is to uh, be in our lives. It is to be central, both as individuals and as a community of faith. And so, Marvin, whenever you're ready, please read from Judges chapter 16.
1: One day Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. He went in to spend the night with her. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lie in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night saying, at dawn we will kill him. But Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the other two posts, and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faced Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman of the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver.
0: Marvin, thank you very much. You may be seated. Again, Samson is one of the more well-known characters from the Bible. Even if you don't know much about the Bible or many of the stories, there's a chance that you've heard of Samson. Samson was famous for his physical strength, for his power. Now, Now, Samson's downfall was his promiscuity. Samson's view of marriage and treatment of women led to his fall. And how it ends for Samson is Delilah... She comes through for the Philistines. She takes their offer. She comes through for them, and she betrays Samson. And the secret to Samson's strength was uh, his hair. And we'll re- I want to just read to you sort of Samson's end, his downfall in Judges chapter 16, where it says, after putting him to sleep on her lap, she, that's Delilah, called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him. And his strength left him. And then she called Samson, The Philistines are upon you. And he awoke from his sleep and thought, Well, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. And then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they sent him to grinding grain in the prison. Now, Samson does get one last shot in against the Philistines, but the book of Judges is really a book of time where. It's a time of dark ages for the Israelites. It's a dark time for them. And here we see it again. Their great, famous champion goes down in disgrace. And what I want to do this morning is just contrast the power of celebrity versus the power of character in three different areas. First of all, when it comes to the foundation of celebrity, the foundation of celebrity is based upon what you do on the outside. What you do on the outside. People are famous for their ability and their actions. Again, and why are people famous? It's because they are gifted in what we value. Musicians, actors, athletes, politicians, the rich. We value entertainment, power, and wealth. And so if you want to become famous, if you excel in entertainment, power, or wealth, there's a good chance you can become famous. We read in verse 3 from the passage that Marvin read, it says, Samson lay there only until the middle of the night, and then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the two posts, and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Samson's fame was for his strength, his exploits, and his threat to his enemies. It's what he could do that made him famous. Now look, celebrities have always been a part of our culture, but in our post-Christian culture, there's been this increased emphasis on celebrity. It's not just actors and athletes and musicians who are famous. You can be famous in our culture now for almost anything. You can be a chef and be a celebrity. You can do home makeovers and be a celebrity. You can train dogs be a dog whisperer and be a celebrity. You can be an ice trucker and be a celebrity. You can be a pawn shop owner and be a celebrity. You can build tree houses, treehouse masters, and be a celebrity. You can build fish aquariums. Ever see tanked? And be a celebrity. And then on top of that, we have YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, anyone with those things can be a mini-celebrity. You just have to get people to follow you. And then you can post what you eat and where you go, and you can let your world know what you are doing. We don't need paparazzi anymore. All we need is social media, and you can be a mini-celebrity. You know, you can just post. Hey, here's a picture of the mac and cheese I'm eating at my cousin's house in Arizona. It's delicious. You should try it. Okay, anyone can do that. Our post-Christian culture is all about celebrity. Even our fake news videos that we've had so much fun making, KTFRC News, we've posted it on the church's Facebook page. It's gotten like over 2,000 views. Uh, My aunt in Wisconsin commented to me about it. Uh, I was in California last week, and my brother and sister-in-law, they were talking about it, showed it to my whole family. Uh, I got back from California. I had an email from a pastor in Washington State, another Reformed Church pastor. And he asked permission to use the video clip in this morning's worship service in his church in Washington State. It's being played probably as we speak. We are like pseudo mini celebrities. Okay, we're going to be having an autograph signing after church in the octagon. Uh, it'll be 50 bucks an autograph. Uh, it's a fundraiser for a new building. It's going to be great. Okay. But if the foundation of celebrity is what you do on the outside, the foundation of character is who you are on the inside. Again, the Bible is countercultural. And so while we are focusing on what people can do, the Bible is telling us to focus on who we are. Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, No good tree bears bad fruit When was the last time you evaluated your heart? Or asked yourself, what kind of fruit am I producing? Because that tells you what kind of heart you have. And the Bible goes on to tell us how you go about developing character. In Romans chapter 5, it says... Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. You see, the power of celebrity glorifies in people's abilities, power, and wealth. But the Bible says, glory in your suffering. You are not going to hear that anywhere else. Where else in our culture are we going to be told, glory in our suffering? You're only going to find that in Scripture. I also find it interesting that the things that make us famous are not the things that develop character. Again, being super gifted or powerful or rich doesn't develop character. It's part of the reason why there are so many celebrity scandals because it's facing the hard things in life that produces perseverance and character now again there are plenty of famous people who are people of character but that character that they have didn't come from what made them famous it came from their hardship and their suffering and their struggle it's the foundation of character is who you are on the inside Now, there's also a measure of celebrity and a measure of character. The measure of celebrity is how many people are watching you, right? This is very simple. How many people are watching you? The more people watching you, the more famous you are. Again, old school, we would measure that with, you know, are you on the cover of a magazine or how often are you on television? Today, it may be more like how many many followers you have on Twitter. But regardless, it's how many people are talking about you. And we're all familiar with the quote, there's no such thing as bad press. And why do we celebrate, or why do we value celebrity endorsements? Well, because celebrities are being watched and listened to. In verse two of the passage this morning, it says the people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night saying, at dawn we'll kill him all Samson has to do is he shows up in town, and everyone knows about it. And so they start plotting against him because he is the famous enemy. And then there's another time that Samson won a victory over the Philistines. And the Philistines, of course, aren't happy about it. And so they go and they confront the Israelites. And the Israelites then respond in Judges 15. It says, then 3,000 men from Judah went down to the cave in the rock of Atom. And they said to Samson, Don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done to us? Thousands know who Samson is and what he has done. He's famous. And this may be bad press for Samson, but there's no such thing as bad press for us. And if the measure of celebrity is how many people are watching you, the measure of character is what you do when no one is watching you. You see, we value celebrity endorsements. The Bible flips it upside down. First Samuel 16 says, People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Second Chronicles 16 says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is looking for those whose hearts are fully committed to Him, and He searches the entire planet to find them. What do you do when no one is watching? We also celebrate celebrity, and we celebrate character, but we celebrate celebrity from far away. Again, for our celebrities, we have awards and Uh, shows and celebrations, Oscars, Emmys, Grammys, ESPYs. In sports, you can have an MVP trophy, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player. There are Hall of Fames for basketball, baseball, football, rock and roll. Hollywood has the Walk of Fame. Uh, Buildings and monuments, freeways and airports, we have named after all sorts of famous people. And in all of that, in all of that, we don't get close to our celebrities because we celebrate celebrity from far away. We celebrate them from a distance. In Judges 15 it says this about Samson. Samson led Israel for 20 years in the days of the Philistines. For 20 years Samson was their leader. And in all those 20 years you can go and you can read in the book of Judges the entire story of Samson. And what you will not find is that in the 20 years that Samson led them, he did all of the fighting himself. You won't find him recruiting anyone to team up with him. He does it all himself. Not once does he lead the people into battle. He never inspires them in the struggle against their enemies. He does it all alone, all by himself. He led from a distance, and he was celebrated from a distance. Now look, in all of Samson's character flaws, there is some good news, and that is that God still uses us despite our character flaws. The Bible says that the Spirit of God rested on Samson, and that was despite all of his character flaws. God's working through Samson doesn't mean that God approved of his character, but Samson's shortcomings didn't disqualify him from God using him and our character shortcomings won't disqualify us either. But when we, if we celebrate celebrity from far away, we celebrate character when it makes a personal impact. We really only celebrate character when it hits us up close. Many of you know I don't know much about cars. Okay, I know where the oil is, kind of. Um, I know where to find the battery. I can, I can refill the window washer fluid. I can do that, okay? And so when my car needs to be fixed, I'm kind of vulnerable, all right? Because I don't know much. And so I really value a mechanic who I can trust because it would be really easy for a mechanic to take advantage of me and rip me off. And so I hate that feeling when I feel like a mechanic isn't being honest with me because I really don't know. And so a car mechanic who will tell the truth who won't rip me off. When I can find someone like that, I celebrate it. It's a big deal because of the difference it makes, and it makes all of the difference. And it's not about car mechanics. It can be about anything. Okay, think about it. Think about the business transactions you make, and how big of a difference does it make when you know that you are interacting with someone who is a person of character, who is honest, who, yeah, they've got to, make, uh, they got to make some money, but they're not going to rip you off in the process. That makes all the difference in the world to us when we come up close with a person of character. And so then we celebrate it. Jesus tells a parable in Luke chapter 10. It's one many of you are familiar with. Jesus says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Now, look, we all admire the Samaritan in the story, but the one who was robbed, he celebrated the Samaritan's character because character matters when you encounter it up close. You know, the Las Vegas shooting has made the shooter famous. I don't even have to tell you his name. I don't have to say his name. He's a celebrity. You know his name. But out of the horror of what he did, there are numerous stories of heroism that have been told and shared. One of the people who was shot was a young man named Jordan. And he was shot in the stomach, and he ran for cover into one of the bar tents. And there was a bartender named Heather who was there, and when she saw him come in, she went to assist him. And she realized that she couldn't do anything for his physical wounds, but she stayed with him, and she let him lay in her arms. So he wouldn't be alone as he died. And then he died in her arms. And shortly after he died, his cell phone rang. And so she answered the cell phone. And it was his girlfriend calling to see if he was okay because in the chaos of the shooting, they got separated. And so Heather told the girlfriend that he had passed away. He didn't make it. And then Heather stayed with him, his body, for four hours, until she knew that his family would be able to find him in the midst of the chaos that was happening in the aftermath of, of the shooting. What difference do you think that made to his family, to know that he wasn't alone, and to know that they would be able to find him? The world doesn't need more celebrities it needs more people of character impacting the world does not take fame but it does take faith not everything that makes us famous is is worth pursuing it just isn't but jesus has a cause worth following it's not popular it's not politically correct and it's definitely countercultural Jesus wants people to surrender to him so that they can be transformed into the likeness of Jesus and live life as it was meant to be lived. And this cause, it begins within each of us. Do we believe in Jesus enough to follow him where we become more like him and less like us? Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3 where he says, in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Do we believe in Jesus enough to follow him? So we become more like him and less like us. Because of our faith in Jesus, we live like Jesus. We participate in his suffering, which will lead to Christ-like character, where we become men and women of courage, men and women who persevere, men and women of integrity, of love, of peace, of patience, men and women of loyalty, of compassion, men and women of self-control. And then in the end, when all is said and done, because of our faith in Jesus, attain the resurrection from the dead. Not everything that makes us famous is worthwhile, but it is worth following Jesus to be transformed into his image, because he is transforming the entire world into his image, one person at a time. And it begins with us. Please pray with me. And Lord, I thank you that while we chase celebrity you are searching the entire world, roaming the entire earth, looking for those who are fully committed to you. And Lord, I would ask that you would find that in us. Lord, soften our hearts so that we would surrender to Jesus and become more like him. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.